Hey y'all, welcome to the Four Sheltered Children Podcast. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're glad to welcome a very special guest, someone dear to our heart, Bob Steele. But y'all might know him as Bob, but we know him as Pawpaw. Welcome, Mr. Bob, to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. So, Pawpaw... Well, we're going to refer to him as Pawpaw throughout this episode because that's what we're used to calling him. But um, anyway, so Pawpaw, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us how old you are and, you know, what have you done for a living? And, you know, just just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 68 years old. Of course, I live next door to you guys. And uh, I married my dear wife, Jan. We were high school sweethearts. Started dating when I was 14, and she was 15, and uh, we've been married this year be 49 years. We have 15 grandchildren. We both uh, graduated from Fulton High School, uh, and then we went to uh, junior college, graduated from junior college, and then we went to a university, and uh, both graduated with degrees in elementary education. And uh, we went to work in December, uh, of 1975, and then she, uh, the next year she was expecting our first child, which was Jennifer. So Jennifer was born in 1976. So she didn't teach but about six months. But uh, then I taught school for seven years, taught PE and uh, English and social studies, and then uh, started my old construction business, and I had a remodeling construction business for eight years. After that, I went back into teaching, uh, taught one year uh, science and uh, English at the eighth grade level. And then I landed a job where we'd moved out into the country uh, at a high school teaching uh, uh, vocational construction. So I did that for four and a half years. Then I went into ministry uh, <clears throat> at a, at a, as a missions pastor, assistant pastor, missions pastor at a Southern Baptist church. And was there for three years, and I pastored. Anyway, I pastored about 14 years straight and all, and then uh, retired from that and uh, went back into teaching for uh, two years and uh, taught special education for two years. And then uh, after that, I retired from that and uh, went to uh, work with my son, Isaiah, in his construction business. And did some construction on my own, so right now I'm, I work part time and do some mainly paintings. What I do now, so. So you are part time between you know doing um, doing your hay business and uh, and painting or doing construction or drywalling and stuff. So uh, I'm the vice president of the hay business. But I have everybody always trying to steal my spot just because our hay business is growing rapidly. We bailed about 1,000 square bales last year and yeah. probably maybe 50 round bales. I had, I had about another 150 round bales bailed off of a piece of property we bailed. So we yeah, we're just getting up. settled in the, back in the hay business. We had a hay business back when your daddy and uh, Isaiah were young, and we bailed the last the last year we bailed, we bailed about 3,200, 3,500 bales of hay. Stacked every bit of it by hand on the trailer out of the field and had to stack it all in the loft. So, Well, 
I noticed you're uh, thinking about an investment for your new company. So tell us a little bit about that. What is what is this new piece of equipment you're looking to buy? Well, I'm not sure about it. I'm just looking at a <clears throat> I'm looking at a cab uh, cab tractor tractor with a cab on it because I have an allergy to bee stings, and so I can get in pretty bad trouble if I get yeah. stung by a bee. If I had a cab tractor, I would be able to keep bees out out hey, in the field so. hey i mean you're you're 68 years old and you've been doing hay out in the hot sun for most of your life i think it's about time you deserve a ac we'll, cab tractor there we'll see if the deal works out or not i want him to get an accumulator set but I well as much happening. as we pick on papa about doing hay and how you know we got to get out there and sling the bells we we enjoy doing it and we enjoy getting out there and uh spending time with them even though he's riding the tractor pulling that pulling the uh baylor we get out there and stack it and, and we enjoy fellowshipping with them and fellowshipping with each other so yeah it's just a chance of a lifetime <laughs> yeah so caleb caleb so this is what we do caleb he'll sometimes he'll switch out between driving the truck around the field and um and helping us stack on on the trailer so caleb or jacob one of them will be driving the truck and we'll drive in between a row of hay bales and then uh, one of us... We'll drive between a row of hay bales. Yeah, hey, it's y- usually it's me driving the truck nah. and they pick on me about it because I'm I, vice I'm president. Better, I'm a better driver. Well, here's the thing. Uh, one reason I got back in the hay business was to teach you guys and my other grandsons a work good work ethic. One of the things that your daddy and Isaiah always said, Papa, we appreciate you making us work hard on the farm because we learned a good work ethic. And that's something kids don't learn a lot today there's not many people not many kids that we see that are learning how to work hard there's nothing wrong with some in fact there's a lot good about uh, the bible says all hard work gains a profit and that's not just sometimes money it can be a profit of learning character hard work builds character in you so that's one of the reasons i i got back in the hay business wasn't just a but i enjoy i enjoy i've always enjoyed it being out in the field and being out in nature, so I've been, always been an outdoors person. Every Yeah, every day from the start of the hay season to the end of the hay season, me and Caleb were over with Papa helping them, and I enjoy doing it, me and Caleb both do. Well, going back to what you said, and uh, the good work ethic is really important, especially nowadays. It's important if you're wanting to succeed in life and, you know, if you really want to go the extra step and get there to where you want to be, it's really important, so... Papa, also besides doing hay, what are some favorite? What are some of your favorite hobbies, and what are some of your favorite things you may do around the house? Well, I I like to read. Uh, like to read good Christian books, and uh, just got me a big book by uh, Joel Salatin uh, called uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Polyface Solutions, I think it is. It's everything you would ever want to have to or know how to build on a farm. So it's a that's a good book. I'm, I haven't started reading it yet, but uh, I like reading my Bible and studying the Bible. And uh, I enjoy. Uh, I got we have some chickens. I enjoy my chickens, and I enjoy enjoy my church and all the church family. And uh, teach a Sunday school class, so I enjoy those kinds of things. And uh, just I enjoy being outside. I enjoy uh, cutting firewood and. That's another business I'm about to start, too. We're about to start us up a firewood business. And goat business. Well, we're looking at either goats or sheep, so. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing about the steels, they're always wanting to start something new, starting a new business. Well, you know, here's the thing is that uh, 
lot of Christian brothers that I listen to these days, they talk about how we need to have an entrepreneur spirit in the church, that young men need to, to think about having their own business. You know, most young boys, you see them and they're interested in uh, video games and uh, just foolishness, and they need to be thinking about getting them a piece of land and, and having a family and at being responsible, so nothing wrong with being a young boy and having fun, but you need to have some goals set in your life. So, Papa, have you ever uh, have you ever read the whole Bible before? Yeah, I've read through the Bible. I haven't ever had counted how many times I've read through the Bible, but uh, it's good to try to read through the Bible at least once a year, once every two years, or uh, you know, you can read through the Bible reading so many chapters a day, and then you can read through the New Testament. I do try to read through the New Testament, you know. Two or three times a year. And what? Who? Would, if somebody was asking you to know, they're trying to get into their Bible and you know, get into reading it more and learn what God's showing them in their life at this stage. What would you um? Where would you tell somebody to start? Where would be a good place to start in the Bible? Well, one of the best places to start is in the Book of John or the Book of First John. Uh, but you know, that's. That's for somebody who's just become a Christian. But if you want to grow in your faith, well, the first thing you need to do is fall in love with Jesus. I heard an old preacher say this at a funeral not too long ago. He said, it, he said then at about 21 years old, he said, I fell in love with Jesus and my life changed. Well, that's what happened to me. You know, I, I was a really wicked person. And then Jesus got a hold of my life 46 years ago and changed me. Never been the same since. I still have problems and struggles and trials, but Jesus, the Bible has every answer we need for life. I don't care whether it's marital problems or uh, whatever kind of problem you got, the Bible's got the answers, whether or not we want to obey what the Word of God says. So, But a good way is just to set a time each day to spend some time alone with the Lord in your, in your Bible and in prayer. So you... you and really enjoy reading your Bible and digging into your Word and spending time with the Lord every morning. And uh, so what do you feel like the Lord's showing you right now in this season of your life? Mm, well, well, I think that there's a lack of uh, spiritual fathers and mothers in the church. Paul said, though you have 10,000 instructors or teachers, you have not many fathers. And so I think one of the things that God's trying to do in these days, and I believe we're living in the last days, he's raising up spiritual fathers and mothers. And I believe that a lot of the young Christians are going to grow a whole lot faster than we grew uh, because of the times. Everything's accelerating. If you just look at the last two or three years in the world, how much, even how much wickedness has accelerated. So, But the Bible says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. So... I think the Lord is saying he wants to lift up a standard of young people who are living sold-out lives for Jesus, and old people too. You know, I tell the old people at the church, I said, we, these are our glorious years. The best is yet to come. Yes, sir. Well, um, well, thank you, Papa, so much for being with us today. And before we end and read our Bible verse, though, I wanted, I wanted to get into, um, you know, you, you always tell us different stories and stuff. And whether they're true or not, we enjoy, we enjoy listening to them. So what are, what are some of um, 
the our favorite stories, boys, that uh, Papa will tell us from time to time. Pygmy warrior stories, the best ones. Well, I like when he I like when he tells Wild West stories and giant stories. So, Papa, tell us a little bit about these pygmy warriors. What are they, and where where do they live? Well, first of all, we have to establish the uh, difference between telling a lie. <gasps> And telling a tall tale. Tall There's a okay. movie called Tall Tales. It's about Pecos Bill and uh, John Bunyan and uh, one other. I can't remember what his name was, but it's, 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 it's a tall tale. It's a, it's a story. It's a story. So my stories are not uh, necessarily true. Uh, I have stories about, of course, you know, the time I had to fight with a grizzly bear and a black bear. And then uh, I tell stories about that sometime. And then I... Uh, Kind of like old, uh, was it Davy Crockett that had to grin down the bear, you know? You ever tried to grin down a grizzly bear? Yes, sir. But anyway, we talk about, uh, tell stories about giants. I'm very interested in giants, and giants are real. They're in the Bible numerous times in the Bible. But I like to talk about, tell stories about giants. Uh, you know, remember the kid that uh, climbed, climbed the tree and went up to the giant way Jack up in the, the sky? Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah, Jack and the Beanstalk. So stories like that, and then we have some stories about uh, what we call pygmy warriors. They live down at the creek, and uh, that all started one day when I was on the golf cart coming over to y'all's house, and something hit me in the neck, a little old stung, uh, stung a little bit, and I pulled it out, and it was a little old tiny arrow. And so I just kind of flicked it off, and I saw something scurrying through the, uh, through the brush. And I said, well, what is that? And little old bitty men, about, oh, maybe that high, maybe three inches high. And uh, so... I tell stories like that about those kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, well. Of course, so, they're the flying. I have flying horses and uh, uh, just things like that, horses that you don't think are going to fly, and all of a sudden, poop, wings pop out, and you're flying on a horse instead of riding And you tell those stories about us capturing stallions, yeah, like stallions. Yeah, yeah, And We yeah, got all kinds of stories. Yeah, and so anything that goes wrong or happens down at the creek, usually the pygmy warriors are responsible for yeah. it, you know. We're they kinda, are some dangerous people. They will attack you if you get if you get yeah. close. They've you attacked better, me before. You better not go down in that in those woods alone by that creek. You better have somebody with you, or they might attack you and drag you off to there. Yeah, uh, Jacob almost got his finger hole, his whole pinky cut off. By well, him. I've made a truce with them actually, so they won't bother really? me. Really? Yeah. When yeah. did this happen? I can't tell you about it. It's kind of a secret truce. Come you know? on. Okay, I, I, I haven't heard about this. Before. We'll have to did save you, that for another episode. Well, did you have to sign like a treaty? No, or no. No, don't work like that. I just uh, rather not really talk about it right now. It's kind of a, you know. <laughs> okay, I understand. We, well, we might get into that next time we have you on. Well, Papa, thank you so much for joining us today. We really enjoyed having you. But uh, we're going to take a break, y'all, and get into reading our Bible verse. So we'll be back right after this. Hey, y'all, this is today's Bible verse, Acts 20. 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task. The Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the God, to the to the good news of of God's grace. And the meaning of that scripture to me is that uh, Paul just his his aim in life was like a taking a bow and arrow and pulling pulling the arrow back, and he was aiming. He had an aim. He was aiming at completing the task that the Lord had given him. And he said that was a task of testifying to the gospel. One translation says gospel. This translation says good news of God's grace. And so that should be the priority in our life 
is to be a testimony of what of the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Papa, for being on today. We really enjoyed having you, and we'll have to have you on again. But uh, thank you for being on, and also, boys, thank you all for coming on today. No and thanks thank for you for having us. Yeah, being thanks for with having us, us today. So, y'all, just remember, tell your friends about the show, and um, remember to click click that link right down in the description and um, record some of your audio and send it to us and just uh tell us what you think about our podcast and maybe some ways we can improve on it so y'all thanks for listening and god bless Mm